Welcome to episode 26, folks, of Two Minutes for Chatting. And uh, I've just remembered that we were potentially going to address what happened to the mystery of episode 24, but we'll leave that for another time. Uh, but this week, we've got the excitement of uh, some positive clan performances. And also, we'll get back to talking a bit about the uh, Scottish football results and uh, the fallout from that so um, we'll keep it try and keep it quite brief but here's to here's to another good one yeah definitely I was going to say that maybe we could just call this one episode 24 and make it a sort of Star Wars kind of thing they release like episodes 4, 5 and 6 first and then go back and do the first 3 yeah okay well we can do that let's do right. it let's change this to episode 24 episode 24 nearly there we're nearly at the Quarter century. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just one more to go. So, but yeah, so the weekend clan-wise started off with a a great and it has to be said, unexpected win down in Nottingham, uh, a five-two win, which was really emphatic, um, and a great way to start the weekend. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, neither of us picked this to get any to get or to get anything out of that game. And probably rightly so, but I think the key point I would say was that we we seem to sort of keep our discipline uh, during the game, and I think that's that's helped us to get the victory in the end. Yeah, just on that point, it was uh, only two two penalties we gave away. So yeah, I mean when you're when you're that disciplined, it's it's certainly going to help. And then when you've got Mister Stupka on the form that that he is. Getting the the man of the match for us, uh, you really you've you're starting to get the the beginnings of a a really promising season. The way that the, the scoring went itself, it was that man who gave us the lead. Nottingham equalised in the first period, but then a quick a quick fire trio of goals from Grant and Connolly and Pitt. In fact, Pitt Pitt's goal was in the third period, but. I think just when we were following the score, the, the surprise that we were seeming to outplay Nottingham, given how good a start they've made to the season. Yeah, definitely seemed like that. Um, obviously, 3-1 three, three at the end of the second, so you're thinking, right, so it must be the third period is where the collapse is coming. It's just the way that it's, it's been so far, but no, they maintained their discipline, and obviously I think getting that early goal in the third period as well really helped kind of cement our, our uh, place there um, managing to get the, the win yeah 17 seconds in it was Pitt with a, a Becca assist and Fitzy as well getting an assist there so uh, no it was very good did you have you happened to catch the highlights yet of that game no I've not had a chance to see mm. any of the highlights yet um, unfortunately I did and uh, yeah we looked looked pretty dominant from from what I'd seen a couple of uh, good goals and then Granton with the, the empty net goal at the end and if he can you know chip in with a few goals throughout the season then uh, he'll be given as another dimension that probably quite a lot of people didn't think uh, he had to his game yeah definitely I mean we've seen it previous seasons gone past um, guys with that kind of CV coming in and not really doing not really doing the job I suppose um on the whole, but you know, Grattan seems to have been doing that, and he's he's stepping up for these big games as well. So no, definitely, it's pleasing to see that he's sort of settling in and doing it in the big games. Yeah, and uh, on the night, I know we'd previously discussed um, Joe Rumpel, and not that we had raised concern, but we just uh, were hoping that he would uh, settle down as the season went on. Just looking at the stats from that game, uh, he faced. 39 shots and obviously two goals from that so 0.948 save percentage so uh, a solid game from him uh, and that's that's really what you need when you go to places like that Nottingham I think are always really going to outshoot us especially at home so uh, you're yeah. looking for a solid goaltending performance on the road and looks like we got that yeah definitely that's, that's pleasing to see as well I think you know it's probably better to concentrate on on the defending more for that game and just sort of let, let the forwards kind of speak for themselves and, and they did that 
Um, so it was a good overall team performance um, and a, a well-deserved victory. Yep, the one theme from both games that I think is worth picking up, which is probably the negative, well, other than the defeat on Sunday, but uh, the power play on Saturday was 0 from 4, um, and then Sunday was 0 from 6. So that's potentially something that's not quite clicking there and when it comes down to it in tight games you always find that special teams are quite often the difference you look at the the top special teams in the league over the past couple of seasons um, I think Cardiff have always been right up there but uh, it makes a huge difference um, so we'll be hoping to certainly improve that I mean that's none in ten you'd probably hope I'd say for two maybe three goals uh, yeah, I think you should be probably aiming for that. Um, the ten. Yeah, and I think you know I think Nottingham's power play as well has been pretty decent so far. Um, but you know you know we we kind of we did well on the on the penalty kill I, I would say, but um, yeah, just on on the power play. I mean, it's just a, it's a notorious thing for us that we just haven't been able to have a decent power play in, in a number of years now. But you know I, I trust that. Pe- Pete Russell find the right, uh, whether it's the right guys or the right kind of formation to go in and, and sort of improve that as the season goes along. Yeah, I mean, because we've been away from home, uh, not really had the chance to see the... I've not I've not watched a webcast or anything either, so I don't really know what the power play units are or how mm. it's moving about. But, um, I mean, we've definitely got the guys to, to get the goals and we're obviously doing that in... Uh, even strength but yeah it's something that I think we'll need to start getting the odd odd point on because it will it will come down to that in the end I think so yeah Sunday then was a trip to Guildford now I, I think previously we'd said uh, if anything we would be getting the points uh, on the Sunday as a kind of common theme with our predictions they're just nonsense but uh, we both, I think, alluded to maybe a point or two on the Sunday. Uh, in fact, it ended up that we were uh, no points on the Sunday, lost 2 0 at Guildford. So that was disappointing. Yeah, a bit disappointing. Um, we did outshoot them 43 to 28, but I think we just caught Travis Fuller on a, a really solid game. So, uh, you know, it is a bit disappointing, but you, to get two points out of that weekend is, is pretty good going. So we can't really complain too much. Um, and again, a, another couple of games next weekend, so I suppose we'll get on to that in a wee minute. But Guildford are, are in good form just now as well, having put eight past Milton the night before. So, yeah, again, it's probably slightly disappointing that we didn't uh, at least get a goal in that game, but we can't really complain too much. Guildford are a really solid outfit as well. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you do, you do get that goaltending performance from the opposition that is just outstanding we'll also touch on uh, Shane Owen for five but yeah I mean 43 shots in a game you'd expect to to put one or two away but it is what it is um, for them the probably two standout defensemen in the league last year Acred and Jesse Craig scored against us both both power play goals so we were Conceded two, two goals out of six power plays at the weekend. Uh, not not bad going. Uh, I think that'll improve as well. I mean, defensively we've been, I'd like to say, fairly good up to now. But yeah, they're really strong at home, so a tough place to go. I was kind of surprising when Fife got that result earlier in the week. Yeah, I guess that's maybe why I thought. You know that we could go down and get something there. I think they, they can be vulnerable at times, but if they have a good night, then they're, they're difficult to beat. And, and they showed that again, as you've said, Akrid, uh Jesse Craig, John Dunbar, Cruz Reddick, usual point scorers, uh, really. So I think once they are all on form, it's, it's difficult to to kind of stop that. Yeah, you know where the points are coming from, but stopping it's stopping it's a different. Uh a different question the 
interview afterwards from Sunday from Pete Russell. Um, I don't know if you've heard that either, but in general, it was it was positive, uh, very positive actually. You know, saying that the the Nottingham game was was good and just the the defeat on Sunday. It's just a case of coming up against Fullerton, who was good, but the guys are kind of hungry and he's really enjoying working with them. So it makes a change here and that from, you know, last year there was a lot of quite negative stuff from the John Tripp interviews. And that that's how he was, but it was never probably something that players would like to hear when he was calling them out that, that way and stuff. Yeah, I think it's, it's something that the, the fans would like to hear, but no, I think you need to, uh, most good managers will kind of keep that stuff behind closed doors. But no, that, that's that's pleasing to hear that um, he's enjoying working with the team, Russell, and I think he can be positive for the weekend. I think we did, obviously, the game against Nottingham was uh, unbelievable, I think. Um, definitely didn't expect anything out of that. And then we, we outshot Guildford, we lost two power play goals. Um, could probably have done better on the on the PK there, but um, no, overall it's, it's definitely a, an improvement so far on last season. I think that would be... I don't know. It's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's going to be... Um, uh, it's not It's not difficult to be, to be better than what we were last year, I'll just say that. Yeah. I'll be, I've enjoyed the first couple of Guilford highlight videos that I've watched this season, so uh, it'll be interesting to see the next one. Always compact, but the, the commentary is great. The one from when they beat Sheffield the other week was, was excellent, so uh, as we know did from you last watch? season, I always, always enjoy those. I was just going to say, did you watch the highlight show last week on Free Sports? Uh, I didn't actually see the highlight show. What, what was it like? It was that guy, it was his name, Paul Addy, uh-huh, yeah. and uh, Aaron Murphy. And they were basically, they were just, they would have maybe a quick sort of two minute chat and then they would cut to highlights uh, from the different games. But I think it was, I think it was Murphy that was actually doing the, or it sounded like him that was doing the commentary for the Guildford uh, highlights that week, but I don't know. Right. No, it's... I, don't, I don't know if it was him or not, but it just kind of, it just sounded similar to him. Maybe yeah. so. I don't know. Unless I've got a new guy in Guildford. It's good just to get to get the highlights out there again. I mean, I, as I said before, I tend to always have watched the highlights uh, before they come out. So um, yeah, I'd, I'd be more likely just to go f- watch the free sport stuff for the live games. Uh, I saw incidentally that that's finally coming in HD, Virgin, this week. Oh, is it? Uh, so. Finally, be able to see the puck. Uh, <laughs> but nah, it's, yeah, it's, it's good. Small steps. Yeah, so coming up this weekend, uh, still on the road, obviously. Seems like ages, and we've still got a couple of weeks to go. But um, it's uh, first up is a trip to uh, Coventry on Saturday, 29th. Uh, who have been a bit unlucky, I think, with some good performances, but. We, historically, this could also be bollocks, but I don't really remember us getting too many wins down there. I do remember one one game, it was 1-0, Rick Jackman scored, but apart from that, I don't think we really have a great record there. Uh, should we look more into my stats, but I don't think yeah. it's a, a happy hunting ground for us. Uh, but I'd like to think we can go in there and win. Yeah, I would, I would, I would think we should be able to do that. Um... I don't know if it's just if it's just me, but games against Coventry don't tend to be that memorable for me. I don't know why. I think they're maybe just a it's a beige team. They kind of seem to be a bit of beige team every vanilla. year. Vanilla. <laughs> they're just kind of vanilla. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think that's again. I would I would say that out of the two games, that should be the one that if we're going to get points from, it should be against Coventry. Yeah, of course the. The Sunday is a, a daunting prospect visiting Cardiff um, and they've been basically pumping teams. So although saying that, the, the game they had against Coventry the Saturday night, I think it was, you know, it was a really tight one just up until the end. Um, they weren't 
wasn't a great performance from Cardiff, so they can be beaten. They're not invincible. Um, but yeah, I think out of the two, uh, we're we're much more likely to get something from from the commentary game. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with two points. I think we'll win down there, um, and get nothing from Cardiff. But you know what that means. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm also gonna go with the same. Um, I think before the season started, I'd, I'd said four out of seven away wins. If we were gonna, like that's if we were really gonna sort of push for a sort of top three, top four finish. Yeah. Um, you know we've got we've got two wins, um, and we get that point away at Fife as well. But I think you know overall, if if we get another win this weekend, then I think that's a pretty decent start. Incidentally, actually, as I look at the the Challenge Cup group, yeah, it's looking shocking. It's look, well, it's looking shocking, but it's also looking pretty good. You could you could maybe spin it that way because I think every other team's got to play us once. I think those games are at the start of next month. Yeah, is that the um, start of our home stretch when we maybe Fife's the first home game on a Friday or something like that? Aye, so I think it's Fife, Belfast and then uh, Dundee. Right. And if like you know, if if we win all those three then we will go through. It is a big it is a big ask, obviously, but it's it's kinda almost in our hands, which is kinda weird to say, but Yeah. Yeah, yeah. given that it looks quite bad just now, I suppose, yeah, yeah. that's right. And to be fair, none of those teams really would scare me as such, given the the recent results, which we might as well just go through from from the weekend and then just look at the other teams' uh, schedule next weekend as well. Fife had a a great week actually. We won't really cover midweek, but they did did go to Guildford did we as we'd said and win, um. But they beat. Belfast home and away this weekend and judging by their current form I did not fancy them to do that as you know um, so those are good results although they did rely quite heavily on Shane Owen Yeah they did a wee bit um, although I think they're starting to click together I think you know even Barry McKenzie's getting goals now so I um, don't know what's going on there but no but you like Evan Bloodov and uh, Brett Bulmer, I think, were sat heavily amongst the goals at the weekend. So those two in particular, along with all the other guys that were there last year, you know, they all seem to be clicking back into gear and they're reaping the rewards or certainly this weekend anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um Bulmer I think was criticised a bit at the start, given that he was one of their marquee guys. So he needed to start producing and obviously is. Um, and then going to Belfast at any time and winning is is impressive. They had made a, a fairly decent start, Belfast, I think. So work there to be done. Um, but you sometimes get that at the start of the season. You get those odd results a wee bit, I guess. Um, and then one or two teams start to find consistency. I think that's what Pete Russell had basically said. So, yeah. Um, so you've got moving on. Uh, Milton Keynes or Milton as you like to call them uh, had a a bit of a, a tough weekend I know they're still down some players but uh, they lost 8-2 at home to Guildford on Saturday that's a heavy one coming off the Cardiff trouncing as well yeah yeah. between that and then I think obviously the, the game on Sunday where Coventry beat them 5-2 so you know they've conceded twenty two goals in three games now, so that's you know that's just not on really. Can't even no. have that. It's no. averaging over seven goals a game, so hopefully they're still like that when we play them. But I can't see it really. But yeah, he, he does have his 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 work out. Uh, his work cut out down there. Sorry, Mister McKay was his name first name. Doug. So it's yeah. No, I it's... don't know why I had John McKay in my head for something. <laughs> <laughs> Too much STV. Um, no, it's it's tough because you you don't really ever want to see teams getting beaten that heavily. But then, when we play them, I, I want to be beating them. So it's a yeah. double-edged sword, you know. That kind of scoreline is what we used to see with Edinburgh at points. But um, I think hopefully when they settle down, and get a few few of the players in, um, they'll do better. Certainly, Patrick Colleen, the, the goaltender, had been. Tipped as one of the best coming into the league, but he's 
certainly not. His confidence hasn't been done much good really with conceding that many goals, so yeah, see see how he gets on. Cardiff we touched on, that was uh, a close game for the most part with Coventry on Saturday eventually winning 5-1 uh, but then a, an emphatic 6-2 win in Sheffield on Sunday uh, who've got their own struggles but as we've said Cardiff looking properly ominous and that's why I don't fancy us to get anything next weekend from them Right, okay yeah, I was going to say, no, I, I agree as well. I can. I think we went through the whole of last season with only what was it, ten regulation defeats or something, or maybe just ten defeats overall. But they are that good, and they've strengthened again over the summer. So I think we'll give them a a run for their money, maybe. Yeah, no, I, th- I think so. Yeah, uh, down there, I don't think it'll be totally one sided, but we'll need to be we'll need to be very good um, defensively if we're going to get anything out of that. Yeah, definitely. They're they're scoring as many as Milton are conceding, basically. So, um, so it is. Uh, in the last game on Saturday, uh, one of our old, old friends, Brooksy, who signed for Sheffield during the week to replace one of the Rupert brothers, scored the winner in Manchester with fifteen seconds to go. Uh, having just come off the plane, essentially, as far as I'm aware. So. That's a, a tough pill to swallow for Manchester, who are kind of just losing out, narrowly in games at the moment, rather than winning, struggling for points. I think they're missing Hammond a lot, but not scoring enough. You, you know how difficult it can be when when we weren't scoring enough. It was, you know, you you point out all the defensive errors a lot more. Yeah, I think um, I think Brooksy would have would have taken great delight in getting that goal as well against Ryan Finlay. I think as well, I think uh, Stefan De La Rivera got an assist on that goal, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> That's his first point of the year. So, I mean, I, I mean, it was a bit questionable the signing to begin with, but I don't know, I actually quite liked him for us, but he's obviously not, he's not sort of clicked in the gear yet, and I think, you know, Sheffield have already got get rid of the two Rupert brothers, so I think, you know, judging by points scored, I think he's next on the list. So he's definitely going to have to keep up in his game if he's going to if he's going to be staying there. Yeah, I uh, completely agree. I think you know Paul Thompson interviews are always quite funny to listen to, um, <laughs> but he did mention in his post match that they'd obviously only replaced one of the brothers, so they'll still be in the market and see what they can bring in. But yeah, guys will have to step up because they. They're not doing it at the moment and they're not really the kind of team that hangs around in the mid to low table if they, they end up there. They're a, a winning organisation, as they'll always say. So, uh, yeah, I think I think we might see another couple of guys go if it continues like that because they're not, shouldn't be getting, in their own eyes, beating 6-2 at home regardless of who the opposition is, so. Uh, yeah, not going down well there with the fans. I don't think. No, definitely not. Um, I haven't heard that of you, but I can imagine what it would be like if it's not Sim say that's talking. Then it's Paul Thompson that's talking a lot of months. So yeah, a- apparently J- Jackson Whistle. Uh, well, he had a good game. They won in the the Manchester game that they won the night before. He was good, but apparently he was sick on the Sunday. But said he was okay to start, and then. Conceded three soft ones, so they pulled him out and blah blah blah. So, uh, the usual, but yeah, I'm expecting more changes there. So, yeah, the the merry go round of players continues this season, I reckon. Quickly, then, just go through the upcoming games other than the ones we've covered with ourselves and pick out the pick out the winners from it. We've got, in fact, do we have a a midweek game? I believe we have. Couple of games on Wednesday, uh, Dundee at home to Cardiff and Manchester at home to Nottingham. Is that that, this this Wednesday. This Wednesday, you know that's absolute nonsense. That's a couple of weeks. It's <laughs> uh, a different set of fixtures from the ones I've got. Twenty six. <laughs> Not Nottingham Cardiff. Actually, I should have known that because I'm sure it's on TV. It is, yeah. It's uh, on Free Sports. Nottingham okay. Cardiff. That's a better game. Yeah, 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 and Sheffield Dundee. 
for me, I think Cardiff will probably win that one. Uh, but yeah, it will be good to watch. And I'm going to pick a wee, a wee cheeky Dundee win down in Sheffield just because they're they're struggling and I'd like that to happen. I, I would also like that to happen, but I, th- I think that Sheffield are going to are going to finally get get a win there. Um, I'm actually going to I'm going to pick Nottingham to beat Cardiff as well. Okay. Just because. Yeah. Because it's on TV. Yeah. Everybody's everybody's tuning in. Pumped up, yeah. So yeah, I, I can see it in Nottingham. will be looking to bounce back as well after. All, all we need to do is just pick opposites to each other, and then we can cover every <laughs> prediction. Uh, that was bit, yeah, better than last weekend anyway. So. Yeah. Dundee, who've actually got a, a shocker of a travel week this week. Um, they only had they were the team only playing once last weekend, obviously with the eleven teams, so uh, they're in action Friday at Belfast again. They seem to be playing Belfast all the time. That's a difficult one to predict for me because I, I really like the look of Belfast at the start of the year, but falling off a wee bit and albeit they they did kind of batter five for sixty minutes, not scoring probably gets in guys' heads. Um, I think they might just sneak past Dundee though, on that on the Friday. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, I think it it could even be comfortable. Um, I think uh, I think Belfast will to uh, sort of make amends for their for their poor week uh, of late. So. I think they're probably wanting to take it out on Dundee, unfortunately. The reverse fixture is then on the, the Saturday after that, so Belfast go up to Dundee. That's that's huge travel for for Dundee, but uh, tough schedule. Um, I'll maybe be more likely to put them as favourites at home. Um, although that is a lot that is a lot of travel. Um, but I'll go with them. I'm going to pick Dundee in that one. Right. Okay. I'll go. I'll go Dundee as well for this for the Saturday. Why not? We've also got a uh, Manchester against Milton, Guildford against Cardiff, and Sheffield Nottingham, the famous rivalry. Uh, start with Manchester Milton Keynes. Manchester. Yep. Same for me. I, I I can't see Milton Keynes winning many games at the moment. Uh, but hopefully that changes because you don't want like a kind of whipping boys type situation even though I hate that word uh, no no but no I, I think both both of these teams can't turn it around uh, it's not as if their their season's a complete write off so far so but yeah uh, I can just see a, a, Man- a Manchester win there it's a home advantage type thing yeah uh, well I just remembered um Kind of unrelated, well, it was clan news, but in that interview, Pete Russell had said that uh, Stanish, I'm going to say Stanish now, he also okay. said, he also called him Ish, so we're going to run with that. Uh, apparently, he might be coming back sooner than thought. He was responding well to treatment, he said, so that would be good. That is good. I don't know, it, it was two months initially, wasn't it, so... Mm-hmm. Not sure, maybe another couple of weeks, but that that would be good to get him back in. There, definitely. Uh, Guildford against Cardiff. Cardiff. Yep. Also the same. I, I don't think I really will be betting much against Cardiff. I think I might actually mm. pick. I know I've picked Nottingham, but I think uh, I every game after that I'm going to pick Cardiff to win. Right. Okay. For the rest of the year. Rest of the year, okay. And finally, Sheffield, Nottingham. Nottingham. Yeah, same, same. Quickly on to the Sunday before we uh, move on. Um, Milton Keynes against Dundee. <laughs> Dundee are playing Wednesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Is that right? Uh-huh. And they're travelling so from, they're going... was it Sheffield to Belfast to Dundee to Milton Keynes? That is yeah, that's, yeah, it is. That is, yeah. But the, that. the thing is, though, obviously the, the travel will be different, but every team's going to have to do something like that at some point, aren't they? Given that there'll always be the odd one game weekend, so you have to make it up somewhere else. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. But yeah, now that's, that's nasty. Um, although they did perform really well their last three 
three game weekend. Uh, going into Milton Keynes, I think that one might be close just because of the amount of hockey they've played. But I think they might just because they're from Scotland. I'm going to pick Dundee to win that one. Fair enough. Uh, I'm I'm going to say Dundee as well. Um, I just I don't know. I don't know what's going on at Milton Keynes now, but. Uh, I don't know. We'll just we'll say Dundee. We'll go with Dundee. Right. Uh, Coventry Sheffield. Vanilla. Vanilla against Ace or Orange. Aye. Uh, I mean, flip a coin with this one. Right? No, I'll go. I'll go Coventry. I think. Okay. Advantage. Sheffield for me. Yeah. Just covering all bases. Uh, and the last two, Guildford Nottingham. Tough game. That's close as well. Just because I like them, I'll say Guildford. Right, I'll go Nottingham then. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> Fife Manchester. That last year that was a that was a feisty one. Uh, hmm. That was that was the game with the Rose Hill incident, just getting around <laughs> slashing people. So Oh yeah. Hey, uh, there's a there's still a few players sticking about in both teams, so they'll be Hopefully a bit of tension in the air. Uh, and obviously Finnerty going up there is always a good laugh. Um, I think Fife are probably favourites in my eyes for that, so I'm going to go with them. I'm going to go Manchester upset. Okay. Um, not to, not just to be different. I just think that um, they could go up there and, and beat Fife. And Fife are a wee bit kind of Jekyll and Hyde at times, so... Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the thing with Fife that we'd said before is that they're they're getting wins, but uh, the amount of shots they faced, I think it was, I'd said earlier to you, it was 96 or 97 shots uh, the weekend own faced, which is far too many. Um, not sustainable. I mean, last year, Andy Isles was good, but they're also fairly good defensively. You know, he didn't, he didn't have to face as many shots as that, so yeah, not sustainable. Um so we'll see see how long they can rely on him for, but a confident start from him, that's you can't really complain saving all but what was it, two? Yeah, yeah, I think so. All but two of those or four? Four maybe. Anyway, but that's that's impressive. So I hope when, when we come to play them he's not uh, he's not in that sort of form because it's always good to fire a few past them. I think we'll just then move on to the football results from the weekend. Back back to that. We've missed that for a, a few weeks. We've not really covered it. Um, and well, what what better time to to start talking about it than when you can tell us what's going wrong at the old uh, green side of Glasgow. Right, okay. I've written like a, a full paragraph on this. Have you? Right, good. Well, um, we'll, we'll come to, we can save it for after the results then. Um, right, okay. There were, why, why not? Yeah. So j- just from the, the weekend alone, there were um, four games. We had Aberdeen beat Motherwell 1-0. Hibs going to, albeit a, a struggling Dundee, uh, and winning 3-0. Perhaps the the kind of slight surprise you could say was a three 0 win for Hamilton against St Mirren at home. Did you see that one coming? I, well, you could maybe have picked Hamilton, but three 0 is not a not a regular occurrence at, eh, for them against anybody really. Yeah, it was definitely a bit of a shock to see that that scoreline. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. It was it was maybe a bit. A bit of a 50-50 pick that game, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised to see Hamilton win it. I just um, by the scoreline, it's maybe a wee bit flat uh, for for Hamilton. Um, but someone had a, a good weekend last weekend, um, or well, did they? I don't know. Get a point against Celtic nowadays seems pretty uh, yeah, straightforward. Uh, it's a bit worrying though for St. Man that um that they haven't scored uh, again, so it's um it's a few games now I think we've we've not scored any, so Yeah. 
it's maybe slightly worrying, but uh, yeah, definitely a bit of a shock that one. Yeah, especially the change of manager, the kind of impact that you normally get with that. I think it's almost as if that, that was all used up in the, the Celtic game last week, so uh, yeah, that's worrying, I, I'd agree with that. Um, then you had, I guess, surprise league leaders at this point, Hearts, at home to Livingston. Now, Livingston had made a a very good start, it has to be said, um, but I still thought that Hearts would just have enough. Um, in the end, that was a, a good point for Livingston. Uh, Naismith had, having a, a penalty saved right on half-time. Um, a good save as well, I don't know if, you, if you've seen it. I've seen the penalty, yeah. It was a good save. No, I, I, yeah, it's a bit surprising that one, I guess, but, but Livingston have been, been performing really well. Um, since the start of the season, so uh, I think given this sort of, sort of change in, in manager and uh, obviously with David Hopkins uh, leaving and um, maybe a wee bit of unrest there the same way that, that there was at St Mirren, but um, no, they've definitely started the season a lot brighter than St Mirren anyway. Um, so it's, it's while it's kind of it's a bit of a surprise, it's kind of almost not really. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the that was what was that the sixth, sixth game for, uh, heart well for everyone but, uh, that did take in hearts to to six straight wins and that's really a superb start in Eddie's book so, um, I think if you'd said to them at the start of the year you're gonna go, uh, you're gonna have sixteen points after six games, uh, they'd have they'd have taken that so. Uh, yeah, a bit of a setback, but still, still a great start for them. Yeah, definitely, without a doubt. Um, well, I can see the two goals all season as well. So, uh, you know, take care of what's happening at the back, and um, they seem to be scoring. They seem to be scoring plenty as well. So, no, they've definitely. I think they they've, you know, kind of deserve to be where they are just now. Uh, just been performing really well, um, and that that game of the weekend was probably a, a bit of a blip. You would you would say I don't think they're going to start dropping points, um, so here and there every every so often, um, or every week or so. But um, I think they'll be there for for the majority of the season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in in my opinion, I don't I don't think they'll. Quite sustain it. I still put Celtic as favourites, um, but uh, it's I guess in a, in a way good good for the league to see um, see something a wee bit different um, going forward. But we also I guess need to give an honourable mention, given that the the kind of loose connection with this podcast of uh, Partick Thistle now <laughs> a bit of a cracking. I was going to say a cracking game, but by the looks of it, it was just a cracking half. Uh, at home to Queen of the South. 3-2. Uh, the game finished, but it was also 3-2 at half-time. 2-1 uh, down. I think 1-0 down, maybe. Um, but yeah, certainly uh, one of the, the good good listeners of this podcast was happy at that knowing that he, he couldn't actually make the game in person I mean you want to talk about Jekyll and Hyde teams uh, there's, no, there's none greater than Partick Thistle so far this season um, their form's gone loss win loss win loss win so uh, don't know how they're playing next week but I'll tell you what the result's going to be <laughs> yep would that be a, a loss potentially uh, yeah, it would be. <laughs> no, that that sounds like a good game, and I'm I'm sure the the fan in question will be disappointed to have missed that. Um, maybe need to get some some reaction from him at some point. Um, the Sunday was uh, the big day, I guess. Um, results wise, you had uh, well, maybe not surprisingly, but Rangers who are. Uh, going along well at the moment, beating St Johnston 5-1 at home. Uh, but then, I 
guess more concerningly from a Celtic point of view, Kilmarnock beating them 2-1. Uh, and I think I heard that that was four f- four games now unbeaten Kilmarnock against Celtic. Hey, can you can you start calling that a bogey team? Yeah, I think I think they, they have been a bogey team. Uh, bogey team for for Celtic. A bogey uh, team. What was that? Just the way that that audio came through initially, it was like a bogey team. All right. <laughs> I was just putting a voice on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even last season we went down to Rugby Park and it was always a struggle. Um, to get to get anything out of that that game, so um, I mean, you, can, you can blame the pitch all you want, but at the end of the day, there's there's that sort of facility at Lennox Town where where Celtic train every day, so um, you can you know train on pitches like that. So I don't really see what, what the issue is with that. Um, to be fair, so yeah, obviously I mean, Kamara are not the not the only team in the league with a plastic pitch as well. So yeah, there's yeah. there's a, a few, isn't there? Isn't not like three or not twenty five percent, which is what is it twenty five percent? Is it just three or four teams? Certainly, yeah. As you say, there's a few, so it's not it's not like you're playing there, kind of a once or twice a a year, you're a season. Mm-hmm. You're, you're getting quite a few games and albeit the surfaces will be slightly different it's something that you'd like to think teams could adapt to whether or not you agree with a uh, kind of astroturf pitches being allowed in uh, the premiership or not it's they exist basically yeah exactly and until there's rules that stay otherwise then you just need to get get on with it really so um I'm not using that as an excuse. I think uh, Kamarik have just been that good under Steve Clark that they can they can raise it for the for the bigger games. Um, and I did have I have done so particularly last season for for most of the other games. So um, it's a credit to to Steve Clark and, and the team that he's that he's kind of building there. So um, I don't know. Just from a from a Celtic point of view. Like this is the part where you can sort of go and get a drink or whatever. Is this the paragraph? This is it. No, I, well, I'm interested to hear it. Anyway. Right, okay. So, fire away. Right, fire away. Um, I've just basically summed it up using one word. An exception. <laughs> it's it's it paragraph. <laughs> Aye, I have. Right, okay. Gonna, okay. Right, so, I've, I've, sum, I've summarised it by using one word. Right, but okay, I got, got you, sorry. Okay. So the word is shambles. Right. Oh, right. So I'll basically I'll start by saying that I thought that Malumbu looked pretty good. Um, his first game for Celtic keeps the ball well. Um, uses his strength and he can pick a pass out as well. So um, he kind of looked good. Uh, was, to be honest, there was the only one that had uh, pass marks for me on Sunday uh, in particular. I think you know so so far this season has been a there's been a lack of creativity. There's nothing going forward um, at all. Scored six goals in six games, so that's you know it's not enough to win games. Never never mind win the league. Um, basically, your sort of skill players: uh, Sinclair, Forrest, Rogic, and Cham. To an extent, Brown, Edward, McGregor. Um, are all complicit in the fact that you know we've only scored six goals. Um, I would say that the majority of them have been pretty horrendous so far this season. Um, you're relying, sort of relying on younger guys coming through. So Mikey Johnson um, was playing at the weekend. He was pretty quiet as well, but you know he he's played um, a couple of times for us now, and he's he's looked pretty lively at times, so I can understand why he's uh, brought him in to play. Um, Ryan Christie was alright. Um, can't really expect him to be anything anything more than that, I would say. Um, and even Lewis Morgan came on uh, as well later in the game. Um, 
but wasn't really involved that much. Uh, I mean, that is difficult for these these younger guys that are coming in. The, the kind of higher expectation, and you know, they're coming in a team that's not winning, so it's, it can be difficult at times. Um, but overall, you know, that that team that played against Kilmarnock um, should have been winning, um, regardless of who's on the park. I would say. Um, and I know, I know, obviously that Celtic have struggled in recent years against Kelly, um, but we've been struggling in every game this year, other than the, the Rangers game. Um, and you just kind of look at, you know, where the sort of motivation is um, in the squad, and there's uh, there's nobody that's kind of grabbing the game by the scruff of the neck. Um, nobody's really willing willing to step up. Uh, even even the captain, even Scott Brown, he's been pretty anonymous uh, in games so far. Uh, right, so I'll go. I'll start on Jack Hendry now. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of waiting for that. Just I, do, I, I, I and, feel sorry for Jack Hendry. I do. Um, just but, bef- before I forget, there uh, is is Rogic injured? No. Or is he just on the bench? He didn't. St- did he start at the weekend? No, he didn't start. Right. Okay. Right. It's an unused substitute. Okay. Um. Jack Hendry, uh, it's not his fault he's at the club, but I don't know why he is there. Um, I don't know how he manages to get in the, into the team. Sometimes, never mind being on the bench. Um, it's not his fault, as I say. Like he just, you know, he, he never really did it at Wigan, so I don't know how you can expect him to do it um, at Celtic. And I think he. He started the game because I think Benkovic took a knock um, before the game. So I can understand why he was in, but um, he should not be your sort of third, third choice centre-half uh, to come into a game. So he just kind of looks lost. He just, I don't know, doesn't seem to be able to do the, the simplest of tasks in terms of defending. Um, but, you know, he, he is kind of becoming a, a scapegoat for fans and um, it's coming from, from a lot of people at the club um, not sure not sure about him you shouldn't I don't think he should be anywhere near the first team uh, in my opinion then there's Brendan Rodgers of course but he can you know he's, he's barely put a foot wrong since he's arrived here so um, I don't want to be too critical of Brendan Rodgers um, it just it just kind of appears that he's maybe He's maybe losing the dressing room a wee bit. I don't know if that sort of relates back to um, the sort of Boyata situation or, or the Dembele situation, but um, the players just kind of don't want the same. They look a bit dejected and sort of disinterested. It's, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. It's Celtic's worst start to a season in 20 years. Um, that's not good enough, obviously. Um we know about obviously the issues in the summer. Celtic didn't spend any money or any real money to sort of improve the team from from last season, um, and we've definitely gone back the way. Um, I don't think we will be spending a lot of money, considering nothing the the money that was brought in from Dembele will be used to sort of subsidise not getting into the Champions League. Um, I can't really see any of that money being spent on players. Um, the money is there, but I don't know whether they want to uh, spend any of it or not. I think they'd said that you know they were looking to they were only going to spend money if it was going to improve the team. But then you look at the guys that they have brought in, you know, the likes of Jack Hendry and even to an extent Izagiri. I, I do like Izagiri, but it's just you're kind of you're kind of going back the way almost. Um, it doesn't just doesn't appear to be any sort of scouting system, and everything's just uh, I don't know. It's just a wee bit off now. Um, I think they can turn around, uh, and I, I, I kind of trust that, that Brendan Rodgers is the right the right guy to do that. Um, but they'll need to start doing it quickly if they're going to uh, win the league this year. That's me. No, that was that was uh, a good piece. I like that. Um, That's all I've got. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, just 
from the, the stuff that I've seen, I think the, the normal intensity that, that you're sort of used to seeing them play with eh, isn't there. And whether that's a confidence thing or a mentality thing, whatever. Um, yeah, it's, it's a definite dip. But then, as you said, eh, for a team that's just so used to winning, I think everything's always going to be exaggerated like that. Um, and the way the way the table is now, what what they're six games in, um, and it it can all all kind of turn around a, a few positive results, uh, so I suppose that starts on Saturday. It's not not the easiest way to bounce back, I guess, but I think they'll be probably quite motivated at home against Aberdeen. Uh, and I'd actually quite strongly fancy them to win that one. Uh, yeah, I, I would. I would hope so. Um, they've got um, Rich Johnson first on on uh, Wednesday night in the cup. So oh, that will yeah. be. Um, obviously, St Johnson have taken a bit of a beating at the weekend as well. So is that at home? No, it's um, Midermid Park. Right. So that, that's potentially a, another tricky game. Um, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see what the team turns up. Yeah, I mean, I think when just when you've not got that confidence, every game becomes becomes harder. So uh, you knew that to an extent last year, but certainly the year before, you could basically just say that you know they'd go to these places and win. Uh, with confidence, but now now it's a bit different. I think, uh, feeling the pressure a wee bit. Yeah. But yeah, um, so in the league, do, do you think that they will win that game against Aberdeen? <coughs> or does it depend on what happens uh, midweek? Has that got a big say in it? If they go there and lose, uh, well, if they lose that, that'd be what the the first. First trophy that Brendan Rodgers hasn't hasn't won, wouldn't it? Yeah, I I think it does depend on what happens on Wednesday. I think that'll have a, a big say on on the future of the season, really. Yeah, I mean, do you think uh, if St Johnson win that? Um, I don't really know what the situation is just now. If there's people wanting rid of Rodgers, it seems a bit kind of knee jerk, but. Do you think that that <laughs> not so kind of knee jerk, but you know what I mean? It's nah, no, I given know. that he's he's won every every trophy possible, uh, European yeah. aside. Uh, how much incident I'm talking about Europe? How much of an impact do you think the Champions League exits had on this? I think it has had an impact. Um, I mean. It's difficult to, to say now that it's it's kind of it's gone now. It's kind of in the past almost. But you know, since since that's happened, there, there does seem to have been I don't know. Just uh, everyone at the club just seems to I don't know. It, it's it's kind of difficult to put any words. But um, I'm just kind of worried that the same sort of effort isn't there for every game. Yeah, I mean. No. Just to conclude on it, I guess obviously, um, the rain, the the old farm games have been completely dominant, but that kind of stuff's probably getting to the point where it's overshadowed by the the other performances. Um, I mean, especially if, as I said, I think it's very unlikely. But if they don't win the league, then uh, I don't think really the dominance over Rangers will be cared about uh, to be honest I think it's well well past that point now but um, yeah I mean I, I think they're going to win on on Saturday uh, but yeah maybe 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 midweek result has got a, a big part to play in that because you don't know how they're going to react to not winning a tournament basically you've not seen that for two years yeah exactly um It'll be interesting to see, um, just what what team turns up on Wednesday, because um, you know if if they want to go and, and win the treble again, then this is the 
this is the next step. So um, we'll see what kind of character uh, the team has in the coming week. Yep. Um, so just quickly then to finish us off, I think this week we'll round up the, the fixtures uh, Saturday and Sunday. So Celtic Aberdeen, did you, I know you said depends on midweek, but uh, just as a as a cast your mind forward to that, uh, do you see them? Do you see them winning that? Yeah, I can. I can see them winning that. Um, I think that you know. I think there needs to be a reaction. Uh, I think it'll hopefully it will come on Saturday, so I'll go Celtic. Um, Hamilton against Dundee. Hamilton comfortably. Yeah, I know it's it's uh, you you've got to really say that, given that Dundee have Dundee they've not scored yet, have they? Is that right? Or have they scored? Uh, I think they have scored, but right. um, uh, not very many. Obviously, usual nonsense stats for me, but they've certainly obviously they've they've not won, given Hamilton just uh, scored uh, three against St Mirren. You'd like to fancy them to get a few more there, but. Uh, I guess it would just be it would be just like my predictions for Dundee to win that one. Uh, but no, ha- Hamilton for me. Uh, Hearts St Johnston. Hearts. Yep, agreed. Not much discussion needed. Kelly Motherwell. Uh, slightly more difficult game that one, but I'll take Kelly. Yep. Also Kelly, uh, and then. Last game on Saturday, St Mirren Hibs. Yeah, I'll go Hibs on that one. Yeah, I think they're looking really strong just now as well. So. Yeah, um, and the kind of talking about Hibs, what a goal from John McGinn for for Villa. Oh, it was yeah. Belter. Absolute belter, yeah. I saw some comments of people saying it was the best goal they'd ever seen live. Um. <laughs> I can probably believe that to be honest. It's uh, almost. Maybe. It's not. It's not quite that Zidane Champions League final at Hamden level. Uh, no. But it's. Or uh, it's, or Ibrahimovic against England. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a great strike though. Um, yeah. Great strike. Um, certainly that will endear him to the Villa fans, I'm sure. Uh, and then finally Sunday. Livingston against Rangers. Hmm. I'd like to see Livingston getting something, but I think Rangers. I think Rangers will win. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a draw on that. Yeah, uh, I think Livingston will, will hold Rangers, but uh, we'll see. So, uh, the table itself. I know I said just to finish off, but this is just to finish off. Celtic sitting six points behind. I don't know when the last last time that was. Um, but uh, Hearts there five clear after six games. Uh, can they keep it going? For me, no. But uh, what's your overall thoughts? I think no as well. Although they have only considered twice this season, so um... you fancied indeed to to win it then to come from. <laughs> zero points after six games to win the league yeah a reversal of fortunes um, I think that uh, Neil McCann can become the manager of the year <laughs> he'll be he'll be scratching more than just guys faces if, if they manage to do that <laughs> that's for sure um, nah so I guess a, a good way to, to finish off and I think, uh, for yourself certainly anyway, Celtic, the, the the negative on the negative scale of sport, but hopefully clan on the, the positive end, um, and we'll see what happens next week. Could be talking about uh, Celtic's first ever trophy defeat in two years. Um, but we could also be talking about Clan's first ever time conceding ten goals, given that we're playing Cardiff. But who knows? 
our first ever time that we've, that we've been in Cardiff by double figures. Yeah. Yeah, let's go with that. Let's go positive. Aye, we'll see. Um, Alright, folks, well, we'll uh, round it off there. Thanks as ever for turning up and um, let's uh, keep this run going. We're at we're 24, as you know now, but uh, maybe we'll get a card from the Queen if we reach 100 episodes. I know what I would love to do with that card, but frame we'll, maybe it and, say, we'll maybe save that for the 100th episode. Frame it. Uh, frame it and put it up in your house I know you don't need to tell us Um, alright we'll speak to you next time and uh, cheers for now cheers